How we doing? I am your host, Robert T. Gardner Jr., also known as Dr. Rob. Welcome to Station B.O.B. And let me tell you a little about thee. I am a kid from a Harlem hood who turned out good. I got educated like I should. Now I know how to help you grow to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. With that said, I am here to provide you with some clarity associated with the perplexity of the challenges in your life, love, and work. So, without further ado, let's get down on it. Enjoy the show. Ah, yes. Welcome once again, my friend, to Station B.O.B., where you listen to learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. I'm very excited to be with you today. I have a very special guest who I will introduce momentarily. And I'd like to say today, I'm going to bring you another top topic. The name of this podcast is, this episode is, My Child is Gay, WTF. So as we know, WTF in social media means, what the fuck? But in the context of this podcast, WTF stands for, why the fight? And as you may recall from part one of the My Child is Gay WTF podcast, I talk about the fact that families disown their children who are gay. They write them out their wills, kick them out of their homes. It's, it's just for, for, for many, I'm going to say millions of young gay people in America, the experience is beyond what we can imagine. We would have to, you know, really get inside on the ground to hear some of the stories about what these young people experience. And so today, my special guest is my very own daughter, my firstborn, Taylor Gardner. And she's here today to talk about her experience. I have this this interview was so impromptu as she came home for a surprise visit this weekend. She came home from school and I was so excited about approaching her about this topic. I didn't know how well she would receive it or if she would be comfortable with it. But after much to do, I was able to soften her up and and help her agree to shed some light on a very, very important topic. My child is gay. WTF. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce my daughter, Taylor Gardner, and just allow her to say hello to the audience. Taylor? Hello. Wow. That was a wonderful. <laughs> that was a wonderful uh, introduction. 
Okay, Taylor, so I'm going to jump right on in and get down on it. So as your father, proud father, I should say, I I just want to go back to the beginning where not that I saw any signs, but it, 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 it made me wonder, you know, what's going on here. So as a, as a little girl, you know, I told the audience in, in the first part of this podcast that when I saw you come out of your mother's womb, you were just the most beautiful baby that I had ever seen. And it was not because you are my daughter. It, it was because that the features you had, it was just, you were just amazing. And so taking you shopping as a little girl, you know, at JCPenney and any other store that we went to, I used to, after we got the things you wanted, then I would say, come on, let's go look at some skirts and dresses. And then you would say, no, Daddy, I don't. I don't want any skirts and dresses. I want some some jeans and some short pants, but I don't want to look at skirts and dresses. So I didn't really know what was going on. I'm saying to myself, well, maybe she's, you know, she's six or seven. She just, you know, like to play play rough. So I didn't worry about it too much. But could you just talk to the audience about that? What was happening then? Were you having any thoughts or feelings about? your uh, sexual orientation at that time. What what was the reason that you did not want to look at any dresses or skirts during those times? Well, I wasn't having any feelings, but it's kind of just like what I like to wear. And I always looked up to you, so I always wanted to dress like you. You know, I would always try your clothes on. So I didn't have any feeling. It was just that's just what I really wanted to wear. Wow, so you would try my clothes on. Now, I have a picture or two of you with, you know, my football jerseys on, even my shoes and things of that nature. So at that time, you were not having any particular feelings about your sexual orientation? No, I was just being myself. Okay, okay. So let's fast forward to now you are you know, 11, 12, 13, 14, and you're in middle school, and here again we're shopping at JCPenney. By the way, JCPenney, it's not a plug for JCPenney. At that time, it was just one of my favorite stores. But we did shop at other stores, the outlets, the malls, and and, and things like that. And so here again, we are in the girls' department looking for clothes, summer gear, and so on and so forth. And I say, Taylor, all right, so we, we got that out the way. Let's take a look at some some skirts and dresses. And then again, or there again, you would say, no, Dad, I'm, I'm not interested. I don't want any skirts or dresses. So what was happening then, just in terms of your feelings, your thoughts? At that time, were there any questions, you know, about your sexual orientation? Well, around that time, I didn't really know much about sexual orientations. But, again, I was just being myself. And also, my mom used to try to force me to wear that kind of stuff. So it made me not want to wear it more. Okay. So your mother used to try to force you to wear skirts and dresses? Yes. Okay. Okay. Well, 
I, I would like to point out to the audience that at this time, when Taylor is seven, eight, nine, ten, at that at this point in the game, her mother and I we were divorced. So I had visitation or parenting rights or parenting time, I should say, with Taylor every other weekend. So she has her own story in terms of her experience with her mother regarding this situation, and then she has her experience with me. So hopefully we can learn a little bit or something about each of those experiences for her. So when you say your mother forced you to wear skirts and dresses, so what was happening with you? How were you feeling, you know, during those times? Um, I was sad because you were the parent who always allowed me to be myself, <clears throat> and she was always the parent who wanted things her way. So I just felt like I never had a voice with her. Wow. Okay. Well, I have to say sometimes, you know, every now and then I would, as a matter of fact, I worked at as a church where uh, my daughter's mother was a church member. And I have to tell you, on the Sundays that I attended church there, my daughter was dressed up in, in the skirts and dresses and the beautiful coats. She was looking pretty sharp. Even though I did not realize, well, I, I cannot say that because I was already having that experience with her. But she was looking so nice, it seemed like she was okay with it to me. Okay, so let's keep so let's keep it um, keep the conversation going. So now we we have done the shopping and. You know, when you're four, five, six, you're not interested in looking at any skirts and dresses. And now you are 11, 12, 13, and you're still in the same place. And then you just shared with the audience that your mother would force those um, that those type of clothing on you to wear. And so could you please just tell me when... Did you start having, you know, some feelings or some thoughts about, you know, whether or not you were attracted to boys? Is, you know, is there a time when you started to have, you know, those kind of scenarios pop up in your mind? Well, in middle school, um, I would I gave it a shot in middle school, but it was always something that felt weird, I guess. And it wasn't maybe until high school or middle school when I realized that maybe I just really don't like them. Okay. When you say them, you're talking about? Boys. Okay. So when you say that it was weird, what what was what was that weird feeling like for you? It felt like I was forcing myself to do something that I didn't want to do, but I didn't realize it because I was so young and because – Girls talking to boys is the norm, I guess. So I was trying to be a part of the norm, but it always felt like I was making myself do it just because that's what society says to do. Okay, so in this situation in middle school with regard to the boys, what was happening? Were the boys attracted to you or were you finding the boys cute and you were attracted to them? Like what, what you know... I know you just mentioned the whole thing about society and the so-called norms, 
but what was happening that boys were coming into the picture? Well, they would be attracted to me, and I wouldn't really want to talk to them. I, In my head, I just wanted to play football with them. I didn't want to talk to them, but there were some that would constantly ask me for a chance, I guess, every day, so I just gave it a shot, but I never really enjoyed it. Okay, when you say you gave it a shot, what what does that mean? You gave it a shot. Oh my God, my daughter's giving boys shots here. So does that mean that you kissed boys, or they were touching on you in loving ways, feeling you know, as we used to say, were they trying to feel you up? No, I kissed one boy in middle school. Was that a like a slob down? You know what a slob down is? No, Dad. Okay, a slob down is when, you know, the boy's tongue goes into your mouth and your tongue goes into yeah, his okay, mouth okay, and okay. you and you bust some slob. That's what we used to call it. Uh, we bust some slob. So did you ever bust some slob with a boy? No. So what what kind of kisses were those, on the lips, the cheek? On the lips. Okay, okay, you got close. You got close. So you found that you were not enjoying that. Did How did it feel? Did it feel uncomfortable? Like, what were you thinking, you know, in the moment while you're, you know, you're being kissed or you're being approached? Did you have any thoughts or feelings about, you know, in the moment about that? No, I just always felt like it was weird, but I never knew why it felt weird. Okay, okay. Wow. So, so that's middle school. Now let's talk about your experience in high school. What, 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 I'm just going to say what started happening because it, it seemed like, you know, this is some first time stuff in terms of your thoughts, your experiences. What started, did anything start to happen that, you know, moved you closer to saying, hey, you know, I really don't like boys or, you know, who, what do I like? Who do I like? And, and, and is it okay to be where I am? Would you please talk about that? Well, in high school, I went to a, I should say, like an open high school. There was a lot of different types of people. Um, and I guess just being more around my friends every day and seeing more people, like, not afraid to be themselves, I guess it just... Like, without me even knowing, made me more comfortable to just, I guess, start being myself. Okay, when you say you went to an open high school, what what do you mean by an open high school? Um, Like, you weren't really judged or bullied for your sexual orientation, I guess, because by that time it was so normal. So everybody was, for the most part, themselves... Okay, did did you find that you were uh, attracted then to other girls in high school as opposed to, because at this point, I take it, boys were out? Um, I guess, yes. You're saying yes, that you found yourself um, attracted to girls at this time? Yes. Like, in what grade would that be? Because high school is 9 through 12. What grade? Was it becoming, you know, more clearer? The beginning of high school, so ninth. Okay. So, you know, what I want to talk about really is the idea of what does a person 
who is gay? Like, what do they feel? You know, what do they think? Is this a choice that they make? And I want you to to talk about that. But we're going to hold that thought until the other side of the break. I have to step aside for a promo, and then we'll pick up the the discussion with the idea or the feeling that an individual has related to whether or not you know they're attracted to boys or girls you know as a female so hold on and we'll pick up on the other side of the break have you read any good books lately your host robert t gardner jr also known as dr rob is the author of three great books in his first book the choices we make robert takes a look at relationships to help readers learn how to have a good relationship with themselves before they can have good relationships with others In his second book, Access Denied, Robert brings an eye-opening perspective about what happens to children and fathers when their relationships with the mothers of their children end on bad terms. Robert explores what he calls child pawn when a parent, usually the mother, uses a child as a weapon to hurt the other parent. Robert provides a let-go lab in his book to help parents find positive ways to resolve their issues in the best interest of their children. Light Up Your Life is Robert's latest book. Robert writes about the fact that we are all born with a special God-given talent. Even though we are all born with a special talent, most of us miss our true calling. In this book, you will learn how to find your special talent and light up your life so that you can become the person you were born to be and live a more fulfilled, purpose-driven life. Books are available at barnesandnobles.com, amazon.com, and Robert's website, relationshipreadiness.org. Thank you, and back to the show. Okay, welcome back. When we left off, we were approaching the question about whether or not a person, oh, not, I'm sorry, what a person who is has questions about their sexual orientation, what are they feeling, what are they thinking, um, or is this a choice? But before I, I let my daughter answer that question or respond to that question, I'd like to just really thank her for her courage to come forth and be willing to talk about this subject so openly and so freely. And so, audience, give her a round of applause for that. I tell you, there is nothing like some courage, just some courage from the inside out to be willing to do the right thing and stand up for a purpose. You will be surprised. You would be surprised on how this type of courage could set you free without having to look over your shoulder and wonder how people think or what they think or how they feel. When you just be yourself, walk in your truth. So, with that said, Taylor, let's talk about the idea or or the, you know, what happens to a person. I know you cannot speak for for everybody, but your 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 voice in this matter on on this particular question is important because it probably rings true for so many others. 
when you say you, you were in high school and you saw that it was open where people could be themselves, I take it that the boys who were, you know, gay could be gay and not be teased and harassed and even maybe beat up because that's what would have happened in my neighborhood some, you know, 30, 40 years ago. And then the girls could be open with who they, you know, were with and, you know, they could walk in their troops. So I, I, I'd like to know is, you know, the way you, um, well, let me just, just be straight out with it. Did you make a choice that you wanted to be gay based on what you saw, or is it some type of feeling that you just have inside? Well, I didn't make a choice, but I guess it's just a feeling. Um, I can't really explain it. I just never had the urge to want to be with a boy, I guess. Okay. Okay, that's listen, we want to we want to keep it real. So, is there an urge that you had and I don't know if urge cuz urge sounds kind of desperate, but I'll use the word desire. So, was there a desire at that time? You know, was there an attraction to girls for you at that time? Well, I wouldn't say a desire because in middle school I would try and I guess force myself not to feel that way without even realizing how in-depth I would be feeling, if that makes sense. Okay, but you went back to middle school, but right now we're in high school. But as long as you're in middle school with your thoughts, when you said you would force yourself to not, you know, feel like that, like what was happening with that, that you, you're consciously saying what? Um, I wasn't really saying much to myself. It was kind of just like, seeing other homosexual couples in my middle school and thinking to myself, I guess, like, I don't I don't really know how to explain it. I kind of just, like, used to not tell myself, but used to think, like, um, I don't know how to put it into words. Okay, okay. Well, there's no pressure, no stress. Just trying to distinguish for the audience you know, whether or not you made a conscious choice to say, hey, you know, I'm just going to do what all my friends are doing. You know, it's okay for, um, you know, Cynthia to like Sheila, and it's okay for Bruce to like Craig. So... Well, I never really followed the crowd, so that wasn't it. I just feel like that that was just really me. Okay, okay. So, So now that you're finding, you're in high school and you're finding out that this is really me are you thinking about anything as it relates to um how am i going to tell my parents do i even want to tell my parents what do i do about the way i feel about girls um in middle school i wasn't really thinking about that because i was trying not to think that of myself but when i got to high school um i guess that's when i started thinking about those things but it wasn't until junior year of high school maybe I started thinking that and what you know what were your thoughts about you know having to I mean did you want to talk to your parents about it did you feel that kind of pressure to say you know I need to I need to talk to my my mother my father let them know where I'm at with this because my mother 
you know, I mean, you, you were with your mother up to, I think, the half of the eighth grade before, you know, you came to live with me. Did you ever feel like, you know, because you're in middle school and you're reconciling with it at that time, and with me, you spent all of your high school years with with me. So have you ever thought, like, you know, telling your parents or talking to your parents or anybody about that? Did you feel trapped? Um, I didn't feel trapped, but my mother has never been a person I felt <clears throat> comfortable talking to about anything, especially something like that. Um, when I was younger, before I even knew what everything means, she used to make me feel bad just about wanting to wear a pair of sneakers. So I never really would feel comfortable telling her something like that. Um, but with you, I wasn't scared. I just um, saw how and watched movies on other parents, like what they do to their kids. And I never had question that you would do that it was just kind of like do I want to put myself in that situation okay okay so you said you used to watch movies about about what well not about that but like certain scenes in movies parents would catch their sons doing something feminine and uh call their dad and to hit them and just stuff like that, shows that I've seen on Netflix. So, and it's just not made me uncomfortable, but I realize that in reality, that's how majority of people who come out to their kids, that's how they get treated. And you, you never made me feel like you would do that. It was just kind of like, I just rather keep it to myself. Okay. Okay. So, let me ask you this: Do you can you share without using any of your friends' name some of the uh, would you say bad stories they may have had with their parents? You know, I just want to point out from the audience, you know, some of the the real things you know that you may be aware of that uh, one or two or some of your friends have experienced regarding their sexual orientation, whether male or female, and the, and their parents got wind of it. Um, to be honest, I don't have any bad stories. All my friends who like the same sex, their parents pretty much treat them how you treat me. They still love them like they're accepting. I have a a male friend who is gay and he does hair and that his mom is his best friend. She never makes him feel bad. She's never made him feel bad about his his choice of who he wants to love. So I don't have any bad stories. Wow. Well, good for you. Hallelujah. It's a new day in America. Taylor has no horror stories. That That is wonderful. And one of my best friends, um, actually, her father was very accepting, too. He was just like you. Unfortunately, he passed away. But before... He um before he passed away, her my best friend and him had a very close bond. Um, she was able to talk to him about anything. So it was kinda just how me and you are. Oh, I, I think that's great. Yes, and I knew her father relatively well and I can say for sure that he was a good 
dude, if you will. So let me ask you a question. I don't want to dig in too deep to your to your love life, but I just really want to know you do have a um a partner, if you will. And I just want to know, um, have her parents accepted her as as who she is? Um, well her father is accepting of it, but her mother I guess I wouldn't say not accepting, but she makes it known sometimes that she doesn't understand how two people of the same sex could like each other. But I can say that she is trying to be better with it. So, yeah. Okay. Have you have you met her parents? Yes. Are her parents, you know, are they together in the same house? Yes, they're married. Okay, and so how have they received you? Um, I mean, they do they know about you? Mm? Okay. <laughs> Let me get it stronger. Do they yeah. I'm going to ask you that again. Do they know about you? Yes. They know about you. Okay. And so how did they find out about you? Um she went home one weekend and told them. Were were you with her? No. Okay. And so what did she say about her parents' response? To that breaking news um, What do you mean Like in other words What did her Do you know The, the parents initial response Um Or her dad uh, Well to me He's kind of laid back But she told me That he was just kind of like Okay Like It didn't bother him He was just Like okay And her mom I don't really remember What her mom said Okay, so what did they say when they met Taylor BVG? Nothing much. They just said hi and asked how I was doing, and that was about it. Okay, and so this happened at their home? Yes. Okay, so how were you feeling to, you know, to be outed, so to speak, to your your partner's parents like were you nervous about going to the house and meeting them and wondering how you would be received well i wasn't nervous about how i would be received because not to be disrespectful or rude but growing up i never really cared what people thought about me so but nervous to meet them yes okay well i have to say the fruit does not fall too far from the tree because I too have never really been concerned about what my friends thought about me or even adults. I am free of that. I do not give my power to others worrying about what they think about Dr. Rob. Yeah, this is a little off topic, but for example, um, I like to go to amusement parks with my friends, but I don't enjoy roller coasters and Every ride that we walk to, they try to convince me to get on and call me all types of punks and scaredy cats, and I just brush it off because I don't care. I, I've never been one to be able to be peer pressured. That Like, you just you can't make me do something I don't want to do. All right. The fruit continues to fall not too far from the tree because I had that same experience growing up. In Harlem, USA, I was I was always the punk. I, and to be honest with you, I was scared of a lot of things at that time. And my friends always said, oh, he's a punk. He won't do this. And you know what? I said to them, I can live with that. I'm cool with that. How you like me now? 
Okay, so I never concerned myself with peer pressure or how my friends thought. And I really appreciate that that would rub off on you because young people need to have good self-awareness and the self, you know, identity that they don't need to be accepted by their friends to to be a part of the group. Be yourself. I'm just loving this. And so. You know, I think it's good that we we take a break for some laughter. Laughter is always good. And so at work, you should take a laughter break. On the weekends, you should take a laughter break. And on this podcast, we're going to take a laughter break. Ah, that was so funny. And so, as we're about to wrap up on this top topic, my child is gay, WTF, why the fight? I cannot say enough about my daughter Taylor today for having the courage to to do this. I think this was um, just a wonderful way to contribute to you know, the movement to open people's eyes and ears and minds on this subject, as she has indicated that she did not make a choice. It was a feeling that she had is so much of a feeling that she cannot even explain it. And before we wrap up, I would like to ask Taylor, is there anything you would like to say to send a message to the audience about, um, you know, just the idea of, you know, um, gay people are people too. Is there anything you want to share? I mean, it's just kind of, I guess, disappointing that we even have to say things like that. But, I mean, I'm just happy that I have a parent who wouldn't put me through, I guess, that type of emotional roller coaster. But... To other parents, if your child is, I guess, comfortable enough to come out to you, at the end of the day, that's still your child. So I feel like there shouldn't be any harsh backfire or negative um, feedback. Um, I I just wish every child who comes out to their parents, I guess, I hope they get treated how my dad treated me. Wow. Well, thank you so much for for saying that. But I would also like to add that you have two parents. You know, I am remarried and Taylor has a bonus mom and she, too, is openly, willingly and lovingly accepting of Taylor as who she is. And I would also like to say that we are very proud of Taylor. Taylor has really. Um, turned out to be quite the person. And what I remember most as a, you know, I say in closing, in closing that in middle school, she played football. She actually, I mean, I'm talking not, not, not flag football. She put on the, the helmet and the pads and, and was out there with the boys and they mistreated her. Would you, would you just, you know, say something, we, you know, we're not going to, you know, Veer off on that topic, but just talk about briefly that experience playing football in pads with the boys. Um, 
some of them just treated me as if I wasn't supposed to be there because football is a quote-unquote man's sport. But, I mean, growing up, my dad always told me, if you wanted to do something, so put your mind to it. And I grew up on football, thanks to my dad, and it always looked fun to play. So I wanted to give it a shot while all the boys were the same size as me. Well, good for you. I mean, that alone takes courage. I mean, that alone takes courage. And speaking of courage, just before we go, you you did send me a text. I want to talk about the text that you sent me saying, um, Dad, I'm coming home for the weekend with my friend. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so did it take a certain amount of courage for you to send that text? I mean, to finally say, hey, hey, dude, you know, I have a friend who I have intimate feelings for, and I'm bringing her home, okay? So what did that take for you to do that? Was that a stressful um, time before you pressed send on that text? What What was going through your mind? Um, I was nervous only because I've never done that. The only people who I've had over the house was my friends, so... It was kind of just a first time for everything, so I was nervous. Okay, well, what were you nervous about? Um, Just that message in general. Basically, like, I just, sometimes I'm just still in shock that I actually came out to you, I guess. So it was kind of, I was just nervous. Okay, okay, I can dig it. So, with that said, I just want to once again just say thank you so much for Taylor for having the courage to stand up and to be herself, and I welcome that. And I welcome anybody, anyone who is willing to stand up and walk in their own truths because the truth will set you free. And what that means basically is that when you stand up and and you are yourself and you walk in your truth, then you don't worry about what people think. You don't care who doesn't like you. You just be who you are and do what you do. And with that said, thank you for listening once again to Station B.O.B., where you learn how to become the best of your being in life, love, and work. You can pick up my podcast on Apple Music, Spotify, and all over social media. Thanks again. I'll see you the next time. Talk to you later. As we wrap up this show, I hope this topic helped you to grow. And now you know a little bit more than you knew before. If you have any questions about this topic, please email me at changeagentrtg at gmail.com see my website relationshipreadiness.org to learn more about my counseling consulting and educational programs related to life love and work finally in the words of the late great reverend Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. if I can help somebody as I pass along If I can cheer somebody with a word or song, if I can show somebody he is traveling wrong, then my living will not be in vain. Until we meet again, do the right thing 
when nobody is looking. Peace, beloved.